Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. I've got to say, today was a relatively quiet day. Uh, no one out of the ordinary bombed anyone. Uh, Trump wasn't that mouthy. He had one statement of any interest. Uh, so no, no big deal went on. It was a rather boring day. I think we're entitled to one, though. A uh, lot of material to cover, though. A lot happened in the past few days. Uh, none, of, A lot of it not good. Uh, Trump is, you know, the Pied Piper. He's leading us down the path to war at some time. He's dealing with nuts. He's crazy. They're crazy. One of them's going to misunderstand the other, and we're going to be in a war, which which we are going to suffer for. Remember this, my friends, you can have bravado, you can say, I don't care, we have the strongest military in the world, but the next war will be fought here in the United States also. And then what are you going to do when you cry for your mother, your father, your wife, your husband, your sisters, your brothers, your children, your grandchildren who might be killed or maimed? Anyhow, tonight we are going to Saudi Arabia, Iran, Washington, New York, Israel, Colombia, Venezuela, and more. Let's start with what's been happening with Saudi Arabia. The fog of war yesterday morning, the fog of war yesterday morning was very thick. You had the sense that, oh, my God, what's happened? Because someone had bombed half of the oil tanks in Saudi Arabia. Fifty percent of Saudi Arabia's oil supply is gone. Missiles and drones. Uh, and, of course, they're blaming Iran. We'll get to that in a moment. But all of a sudden, you sense the, the, the fog of war was upon us. Uh, the winds of war were coming in. You could sense them. You could feel them. Trump was saying, huh, we're locked and loaded. <laughs> I love it. Locked and loaded. The guns are ready to go. You understand? We're locked and loaded. Depending on what Saudi Arabia decides to do. He had determined that Iran was responsible. This is before even our uh, diplomatic experts have gotten into this thing to come to some sort of a conclusion, and that he was going to go to war to help Saudi Arabia. Anyhow, uh, the whole thing's stupid. (laughs) It's tempered down today. It's tempered down today. Uh, We're at the point today where uh, Trump said, this is only 24 hours later, Uh, Apparently, Iran issued a statement that they'd be happy to talk to Trump. No problem. Happy to sit down with Donald Trump. As long as he understands that if we sit down, he has agreed immediately. The beginning of the talks is that the United States goes back to the point where they were when the agreement, the nuclear agreement, uh, the United States backed off on it, broke it. They say, we start there, as if we were, and then let's talk about some other things or whatever else you want to do. But if you want to talk, that's where we start, where we were. We're not starting behind the eight ball, up yours, in effect. That's the way the conversation apparently went. Trump says, oh, my God, they want to talk. See, I knew they'd want to talk, and we can talk. I love this guy. Remember during the 2016 campaign, I know how to negotiate. Tell me one instance where he has negotiated something correctly and the United States has come out ahead. We don't even break even with this guy. We always end up behind the eight ball. 
Okay, moving, staying with this. I want to stay with this Saudi Arabia thing for a few moments. Someone wrote a comment uh, that I picked up on one of the blog shows this morning. I, I want to quote it to you. Uh, bad word in there, but to get the full flavor of it, this is the way it goes. Quote, going to war for the cocksuckers who took down the towers? Going to war for the cocksuckers who took down the towers. Remember this, my friends, about Saudi Arabia. I have said for years, I have written about Saudi Arabia for years, they are not our friends. Remember above everything else or equal to, they are the ones who gave us $4 a gallon gasoline. And it hurt us at the time. They didn't have to raise the prices. They were our friends, but they raised our prices to over $4 a gallon for gasoline. 9-11, the Twin Towers. It has been said almost from day one and for years that Saudi Arabia was involved in this thing. Never proven, but that Saudi Arabia was involved. 15 of the 19 perpetrators, 15 of the 19 people involved with those airplanes, putting them into the ground, into the towers, into the Pentagon, 15 of the 19 were citizens of Saudi Arabia, okay? Uh, 15 of the 19th. And the day after, remember the day after 9-11? Nothing was flying in the United States. We didn't fly for about three, three days in this country. All flights, commercial, private, were canceled. You couldn't go anywhere. But the day after 9-11, a plane load of people, Saudi Arabian people, took off from a New York City airport back to their country. They had special permission. Makes you wonder why. Makes you question why. Uh, they, Trump became president. The first country to invite him to pay homage to the new president of the United States was Saudi Arabia. And when he got there, they knew this man. They're smart people. The Saudis are smart people. All these major countries have smart people, except us right now. We suck with the people we have leading us. But most companies at all times have smart people. And they invited him uh, to honor him in Saudi Arabia. And boy, well, it was something. He came off the plane. You think it was Jesus Christ, excuse me, reincarnated. Forget the red carpet alone. They had him in an open-air car. They took him down the main streets. And people were yelling and screaming, Trump, Trump, Trump. And on the walls of buildings, huge pictures of Donald Trump. Hanging on the walls of buildings, huge pictures of Donald Trump. They honored him. Remember that night? They gave him this big, huge gold chain. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm, su I'm surprised it didn't break his neck. It looked so heavy. And he, 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 he partied with him big time, laughed. Uh, he, he put on a black apron like the, his host did. And they gave him a sword. They were holding swords. And then he danced with them, jumping up and down, waving the swords over his head. They made him feel like a king. He is a king in his own mind. So they knew him. They knew the egotist he is, the man is. And they knew how to deal with it. And they have continued to be our friends. It seems like every president of ours falls under their uh, somewhat what under how these people think they they all influence us i think it's the oil all the time though whatever it was they knew donald trump to a t so it's no wonder uh that people think uh that uh 
Saudi Arabia takes advantage of us, and Trump is reluctant to say anything about Saudi Arabia. Again, getting back to Donald Trump, we're locked and loaded, locked and loaded. Boy, we're locked and loaded. Uh, But this morning, he didn't say we were locked and loaded. This morning, he backed off from what he said yesterday. He said, and I quote, he'd like to avoid military confrontation, adding, adding uh, that he believed there was an indication from the Iranians that they wanted to make a deal, quote-unquote, they wanted to make a deal. Let me tell you something. The Iranians are playing him beautifully. They're giving him a hard time, no matter which way he turns. He started this whole thing by breaking the nuclear treaty that they were abiding by 100%, and he's making the Iranian people suffer with the tariffs. They're very heavy, the ones imposed. And they're they're, they're making him pay now. They ain't going to give an inch, and they ain't going to give up unless they get something for this. And the warning was, if it was Iran, and I'm not sure it was, who bombed Saudi Arabia yesterday, uh, this is the way we're going to handle things, folks, if this, this, these things don't get alleviated soon. We don't, we don't become friends again. We've got to become friends again. If this goes on, we're not going to put up with it. Today it's Saudi Arabia. Tomorrow I don't know. We took away half of uh, the oil, almost half the oil in the world yesterday. Okay. Uh, the Saudis don't want a war with Iran. You haven't heard them talk about war. In fact, you, you know, other than Yemen, the Saudis never talk about going to war. Uh, the Saudis never talk about going to war. Uh, what is there? There's something that I, I wrote in my blog this morning, something to the effect that the Saudis are always willing to fight anyone, anywhere, to the last American. They're willing to fight anyone, anywhere, to the last American. But the Saudis don't want to go to war. They don't want a war in the Gulf. My God, it would be terrible. Uh, because Iran's got long-range weapons. Everybody's got long-range weapons today. Again, that's why I say, if there is a war, where's it going to be? It's going to be here too. Uh, and and it was um, that. Oh, I remember now. Uh, Robert Gates, Secretary of Defense, good man under both a Republican president and a Democratic president under uh, Bush two and Obama. In a cable in 2010 to a French foreign minister said, and I quote, the Saudis always want to fight the enemy, the Iranians, to the last American. The Saudis always want to fight the Iranians to the last American. Now, who starts wars? Trump is talking like he's going to go to war. He doesn't have the authority to go to war. This guy's nuts. He, He thinks... He can he can call for a war. We have something called the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution that came out during Johnson's presidency, which should be abolished. Congress should withdraw it. They passed it. A president signed it into law, which gives the president power when there's these minor-type conflicts. My terminology to go in and send our, our, our military in right away. It doesn't have to wait for Congress to deal with the problem, debate it, or anything else. Well, I think this, if we have to go to war with, let's say it's Iran, we have to go to 
war with them. This is going to be a major conflict. And this isn't a Gulf of Tonkin situation. Uh, it's not a Gulf of Tonkin situation. And we have to go to Congress because the United States Constitution says only Congress has the right to declare war. Not one American citizen, not one member of the American military was hurt or killed in this bombing. We lost nothing. It wasn't directed against us. It may have been directed against a quote-unquote friend, but not against us, against Saudi Arabia. He ain't got the power. Trump ain't got, excuse I use that word, but it fits, ain't got the power to declare war on his own or to initiate war. And I don't think he's got the brass testicles to do it. He, he doesn't want to go to war, this guy. He's afraid of fights and confrontations. He talks with bravado. You know, I'm going to bomb you. we got the strongest military in the world, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to do the worst to you if you don't do what we want. And then he backs off. He's a bully. He's a bully. This is what bullies do. Now, what, is, what have some other countries said about what's going on here? China. China. China says, well, they say, they don't believe necessarily that Iran may have done this, that Iran was behind this attack on Saudi Arabia, and the United States should move slowly and with temperance because a revenge attack, the terminology China used, a revenge attack could mean a Mideast, and I quote, spiraling out of control, spiraling out of control. Uh, Iran didn't sit on, isn't sitting on their ass, by the way, with everybody yelling and screaming, let's go to war, it's their fault. We, Popio, Pompeo, rather, he's a great Secretary of State. Uh, I don't know how, where we got him, but we should get rid of him because he's a warmonger, too, and he, and he sucks up to Trump 101 times a day, uh, doesn't do his job, isn't truthful, isn't up front with the president, tells the president what he wants to hear, not what he should hear, and that's not what a big authoritative figure like him should be doing. But Iran said uh, when there yesterday with Trump, they, they, when he said, you know, we're locked and ready to go, they issued this quote, high Iranian official. Everybody should know that all American bases and their aircraft carriers are in a distance of up to 2,000 kilometers around Iran, and are within the range of our missiles. That's an open threat to the United States, saying if you get involved in this thing, we can hit you any place you are with anything you got out there, whether it's a carrier or a base in some country and so forth. You want war? You want, war, you want to screw around? We're ready to do it. I mean, you pushed our back to the wall. Iran's back is to the wall. They have no choice. But the fight back now. All right. Now I want to talk about, I'm not done with this yet. I'm, I'm into this. This whole thing bothers me terribly. Uh, who is responsible here for this thing? Uh, it isn't necessarily Iran. You know, Saudi Arabia hasn't accused them. Only we, the United States, have accused them. Have you heard anyone else in this whole world, any other country, said, bad, bad Iran, you shouldn't have bombed Saudi Arabia? Because no one's really sure. I don't care. Pompeo said, we know, we've got pictures. What did he have? He had two photographs of the smoke rising from the bombed-out area 
in Saudi Arabia. Nothing that proves who dropped the bombs, who got the how the bombs got there, or anything else, or pinpoints any country. And again, no other country in the world has said, "Ooh, it's Iran." Only us have said it is Iran. Now, besides Iran, there are other countries that can be responsible too. Let's look at this: Yemen. Yemen. Saudi Arabia has been over there screwing around. They've been at war in Yemen. They have killed. It's been a genocide in in Yemen. United States bombs, United States missiles purchased by Saudi Arabia. I think that's why Trump likes them so much. One, they stated all his properties in the world, but number two, they buy all this military equipment from us. But American-made planes, American-made bombs have been falling, and American-made other weapons have been used in Yemen by the Saudi Arabians, and they've been killing hundreds of thousands of Yemen people. It has been a genocide. It is a genocide. Nothing gets done about it, even though the cries of the, even the United Nations said, we've got to do something. Nothing gets done. So it could be Yemen. It could be Yemen. They may, you know, um, a lot of people say it could be Iraq. could be Iraq. Well, I want to tell you, it could also be Russia. I think one of the smartest men of our generation is Putin. This guy does everything and gets away with it. He, he killed, what was the reporter's name? Uh, Jamal, 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 like it meant the block so easy. But you know who I'm talking about, Jamal something. He was the reporter for, for the Washington Post. Uh he had a meeting with some some uh, uh, Russian people, not, uh, not Russian people, some people, I don't know, in another country, and the Russians had his body dismembered. They had his body chopped up, okay? No, it wasn't the Russians. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It, it was the uh, Saudi Arabians, but we never said bad Saudi Arabians because of that. But going back to Putin... Look at Crimea, the Ukraine, what he did. He has people killed. He lies about everything. The man lies, lies. He tells Donald Trump, I, I, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, and Trump says, I believe him. I mean, okay, he tells me he doesn't. I believe him. Uh, so Putin could be in this. Why? Why would he do this? To cause trouble, to make the United States look like a horse's ass all around the world, to make trouble, to make the United States look like a horse's ass all over the world. Enough for Saudi Arabia and who done it and what's going to happen. I don't think there's going to be a war now. I want to move on to health insurance in the United States. 10% Now, let me do it this way. The percentage of health uninsured, people without health health insurance in this country, uninsured, has risen, has risen uh, big time in the past decade, big time. And why have there been more uninsured than there were insured? Because during the last 10 years, the the insured went up. Well, the insurance insurance went up because of Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. But Trump, piece piece by piece, has been cutting away, and you know it, at the Affordable Care Act. And as a result, many of the people can't afford or can't qualify 
for the Affordable Care Act today, and that is why there was a study done. Why do we have less insured? And it's because of what Trump has done in cutting things out of the Affordable Care Act. At the same time, and this is the significant thing, at the same time, in that same time period, household incomes have gone up. In 10 years, household incomes have gone up. Number of insureds have gone down. Which brings me now to Michael Kristoff, Nicholas, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Nicholas Kristoff. I love this guy. He is an opinion columnist with the New York Times. He he speaks straight from the shoulder. The man oozes of honesty and sincerity. He has such wisdom. I'm really turned on by this man. In a 912 column this month, a 912 column, uh, he talked about children uh, and the American children. And he said, he said that American kids, and he calls them kids, ranked number 37, important, number 37 worldwide in well-being. That means that of all the countries in the world, we're not number one, two, or three in the good care and the healthy care our children are receiving. We are number 37. We say, you know, this makes me laugh. It's like we have the best military, we have the best hospitals, the best doctors. Why are we number 37? Why are we number 37? Uh, Here's what he says and why. And this is interesting. This is so interesting. He says, the United States, we provide universal health coverage for senior citizens. Universal health coverage for senior citizens. No question about it. We've got Medicare. Wonderful thing, my friends. Wait till you get to the age if you're not on it. I've been on it for years. I love Medicare. You buy a supplement that doesn't cost that much to cover the 20% they don't pay. I have not paid for any surgeries, anything, no doctor, no hospital since I've been on Medicare, and I am 84 years old. Great program. God bless us. We deserve it in this country. And he says the reason is health care is very expensive for seniors, okay? And... uh, what he didn't understand was, but for children, okay, health care would not be expensive because kids don't get sick. I can tell you, having reached 84, we get sick. Seniors get sick as they get older. All of a sudden, you're going to the doctor for everything, all kinds of different doctors. You take 10 million tests a year. You live in the doctor's offices all the time and in the hospitals. Uh, and that costs money, okay? But he says... It's cheaper. should have all the kids on this, too, uh, because they don't get sick. They don't cost you that. It wouldn't cost the government that much money. So, but the key is, and the reason why, and watch this, seniors vote. Washington knows. Congress knows. Seniors vote. Kids, children do not. Seniors vote. Children do not. And that's why he thinks we don't have this similar free coverage for kids, for everyone as we do for uh, the senior citizens in this country. Came across some some comments that I I just think are humorous uh, about our good President Donald Trump. Uh, One said that Trump is better at deal-breaking, deal-breaking than deal-making. Think about it. Trump is better at deal-breaking than deal-making. And number one, what's got to come to your mind is Iran, the nuclear deal. 
Very true. Very true. He's an expert at breaking things. He's a horse's ass at putting things together. He's like Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. Nobody could put him together or anything else together again. Uh, and the other comment uh, I had this to talk about last week, and I didn't have enough time. It's very short. was the not-so-sharpie with the sharpie. Whoever wrote this was referring to Trump, and they said, and I quote, the not-so-sharpie with the sharpie. You know, I want to buy a Sharpie pen. I want to buy some Sharpie pens. I, I've written a couple of books. I write some articles. Uh, I'm saying what I'm going to share is in all humility. People will say, will you sign my book? They come up to me, will you sign this? Uh, and I like whatever I write, my signature, I'll add, you know, oh, you're from Columbus, Ohio. What a great town. I'll put it in there. Thank you, Louis Patron. Never can find a pen with the right type point. Even when I buy one with a large point, I like the way Donald Trump's signature looks on everything he shows us. So I went on the Internet because I couldn't find it at Office Max and looking for a Sharpie. They've got them. they got pages of Sharpies, but they don't tell us which one Donald Trump's writing with. So I'm out there looking for it, though. I think it'll look nice and make it look better when I sign my name. Because people ask me to do it. I, I, I'm embarrassed. I'll be very frank with you. It's embarrassing when people come up to me and all of a sudden, you said, Louis Patron, I'd like you to sign my book, please. Okay, now, diversity in the United States. Very, very important. We're talking black whites in our population. We're growing in diversity. There's going to be more and more and more people of tan, more people of color in the next 10 to 20 years than ever before. They're taking over, okay, as it should be, because they're here. They came from other countries. Since 2010, listen to these numbers. Since 2010, 96% of all United States counties, I'm talking about counties, 96% of all United States counties uh, saw decline in white population, a decline in their white population, okay, also, the nation's white population has only grown 0.1% in the last uh, nine years. It, during the same time frame from 2010, our white population in this country has only grown 0.1%. And people of color are coming over the borders and everything else. They're immigrating, those that are permitted to stay now. And it's a good thing because we're a country of immigrants, my God, from day one. Uh, so, and it's projected that over the next decade, there's going to be more people of color than people not of color. Uh, we are going through, we're going to be more racially diverse than any time in our history. Uh, just the way it's going to be. Uh, we also, the two groups that are going to grow the most and are growing the most are Hispanics and Asians, okay? They are the fastest-growing racial minority groups. Hispanics, all right, have increased in the last 10 years by 18.67%, the Asians by 27.4%. It is expected that by the year, 2028, that increase will be up another 20% for each. So in the next five years, there's going to be a decline in the white population, absolutely no question. And this is the one that's really hit me. 
in the next 10 years, the 20-something population, those people in the 20s in the next year, will become minority whites. In the next 10 years, the white people in the 20-something age bracket will become minority whites. Uh, All very interesting. All very interesting. And to make it all fit, Watch tele- we all watch television. How many more advertisements contain couples black and white? Tons. Black and white. Because that's where the trend is going and has been going. And so they better fight like hell in Congress, these old white men from the South and every place else, because their day is on its way out. It's going to be a new world, a new time. And I hope for the, I'm going to be dead. But I hope for the white people that what goes around doesn't come around. That is the show for tonight. Uh, hope you enjoyed. I enjoyed doing the show. Uh, I have much more material here, but I don't have the time. I spent too much time on the Iran and Saudi Arabia thing. In any event, this is Louis Patron. I am signing off. I think it was a good evening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing it. Thank you again for joining me. And I look forward to being with you next week.